What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining us today for the uh, Build Your Best Business podcast, where we are going to be talking about HOAs. Fun stuff today, right? Yep. So my name's Anthony. This is Zach. And we're going to go over everything from a consumer standpoint on HOAs, uh, from a lending standpoint, the pros and cons. We're going to go over all of it. All right, guys. HOAs. You love them. You hate them. HOA stands for Homeowners Association. So what does an HOA do? How does it affect your mortgage? That's all stuff that we're gonna be going over in today's episode. And we're, we hope you get some value out of it today. To start, what is the benefits of an HOA? So the HOA serves as a entity that is responsible for representing the neighborhood as a whole. And so uh, you pay dues into the homeowners association that goes to fund items in the homeowners association that benefits the entire community. So this can be stuff like tennis courts, pools, maybe a gym, and HOAs are going to vary uh, property to property, neighborhood to neighborhood, and it's all about just seeing if the it's worth the value that they're providing for you. And so another benefit of an HOA is that it also reduces your responsibilities as a homeowner. Just the fact that an HOA Um, keeps up the appearances of the home is one of the big factors that draws people into it because I'm sure, you know, we've all, maybe, you know, you've had neighbors or maybe you have been the neighbor. I know I have in the past that has maybe not kept the house super upkept with the rest of the neighborhood, whether that's, you know, maybe working on cars in front of the house or loud parties or, you know, whatever that looks like. It's just the upkeep of the house. And so it it kind of creates like a, a uniform look for the entire neighborhood. I feel like uh, HOA's worst nightmare is like a college town. Dude, yes. <laughs> just the kids destroying oh everything, gosh. loud parties, loud music. But one thing to also know to kind of uh, touch on some of the things he mentioned is, you know, a, a general rule of thumb is, you know, with an HOA, you're going to be paying monthly to be at that property in that house. And so, the, the general thing that you want to look for is typically the nicer the amenities you're most likely going to have a higher HOA. So if you're moving to a, you know, a neighborhood that has, you know, a golf course and pools and recreational activities, a gym, tennis court, all that stuff, you can probably count in your head that, you know, count on that, you know, you're going to be paying probably more, you know, to have all those extra amenities. So that's one thing about an HOA that, um, I don't think a lot of people might not know. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, I mean, it really just keeps the neighborhood looking nice. And if you like the the general look and vibe of a neighborhood and wanted to stay that way without, you know, the risk of uh, neighbors ruining that for you, maybe an HOA is for you. But with an HOA, there is the negatives. I'm sure we all heard HOA horror stories. Talk to anyone that you know that lives in an HOA and ask them if they've ever had a bad experience with their HOA. So HOAs are ran by representation from the people who live in that community. And so the people who are on the board of the HOA are your neighbors and they are the ones passing um, different rules and regulations uh, for the neighborhood, right? And so one of the biggest things that um, can be a negative for someone that's looking to maybe buy an investment property uh, in an HOA is they can prevent you or put certain stipulations on how you rent your home. Let's just say you want to maybe rent a room on the side for Airbnb, or maybe you want to rent the whole entire property. Uh, they can definitely you know, put a halt on that 
and uh, you know find you for stuff like that. Yeah, they. I know. Uh, you know, I've heard many people that you know look to buy a home, and I've actually gone through this with buyers. And you know, their main goal is to rent the home out eventually through like Airbnb. It's near the Strip. They can make great money on it, and then they find out that the HOA actually won't let them do that. Um, or there's some weird stipulations like uh, some HOAs I know have said, you know, you have to live in the home if you're going to rent it out as well. Yeah. So it has to be your primary residence. So HOAs can get tricky with renting, um, you know, landlord renting or short term like Airbnb or um, and especially, Yeah, and especially if that's something that you plan to do with the property. It's a, it's a long process. Yeah. You know, once you get and secure the mortgage on the home and you actually get the home in your name just to find out that they do can't not allow yeah, short-term rentals, which is pretty crazy. Do, yeah. So one thing that a lot of people don't know, and this is usually in extreme cases in the last resort, um, but HOAs can foreclose on your home for backed up HOA dues. And so this is this is in the contract, in the fine print. If you do not pay your, your HOA dues, they can foreclose on your home, which is pretty scary. Like any governing body, an HOA can be extremely efficient and helpful for your living situation or it can be a nightmare for you. So you really want to take a look and ask a lot of questions about the HOA for the new property that you're going to be buying soon. Yeah. And you know, one thing to know about HOAs is, you know, they really do, if you have a good HOA, I mean, they are really good about keeping the neighborhood clean. And if they're not, I mean, this is something that you might want to look out for when looking for a home, you know, maybe even asking some of the, you know, if you, the people that live in the neighborhood, you know, if I am about to sign up to, for the rest of 30 years to pay $500 a month for an HOA, it might be beneficial to even talk to some of the neighbors first before pursuing that house. I agree. You know, to know if $500 a month is worth it to live there, because they'll be the first ones to tell you. They'll either love the HOA or they're going to hate it. So to all our listeners out there, if you didn't already know, you pretty much have a good understanding of what an HOA is and how it works. So next we're going to go ahead and talk about how an HOA affects your monthly mortgage payment. This is something that I think just goes directly over the heads of the yeah. buyers. A lot of yeah. times they don't really think about the, the HOA payment yeah. when it comes time to getting their mortgage. So when you are applying for a mortgage, if it isn't a planned unit development, which is considered a PUD, um, oftentimes there is HOAs associated with that. And so what happens when you have, uh, you're in the underwriting process, they want to know what the HOA dues are for that property. And then they go ahead and include that monthly payment in with your, your monthly mortgage payment when they are calculating your debt to income ratio. So in our past episode, we went all over debt to income ratio, what it is, how to calculate it. If you haven't listened to that yet, please go ahead and check that out if you have any questions. But moving forward, when they calculate your debt to income ratio, your monthly mortgage payment's gonna be built up of your principal and interest, taxes, homeowners insurance, and then your association dues. Mm -hmm. So this is an additional cost that you don't necessarily think about when you are shopping for a home. Yeah, it's almost... And they can change from home to home. Yeah. So let's just say, for example, you are approved for $3,000 a month. So let's just say you're looking at property A, it's awesome, you know, it's a huge property uh, and the uh, monthly HOA dues are $300 a month. So that takes down what your PITI is, which is your principal interest taxes and insurance, 
down to $2,700 a month allotted for that. Yeah. And so let's just say you're looking at another property and the HOADs are $500 a month. That takes down your effective mortgage payment, $500, down to $2,500 allotted for your principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. And so these can vary greatly determining on the, the size of the HOA payment and how much home you can afford. Because oftentimes, you know, we see with condos and places that do have more amenities and more shared spaces, they typically have higher HOAs. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's something to keep in consideration of because, you know, you might be looking at a home that you're approved for, but if you're not really careful about knowing or, you know, if you're shopping right now and you don't let your lender know, I mean, well, a good lender will be able to find out the HOA beforehand. But it's always something that you want to know before you are really pursuing the home because I've seen people that you know, we're qualified for the monthly amount, but then the HOA knocks them out of qualifying for it. And it's really, it's really a tough spot to be in. Especially when you get like emotionally attached to the property. Oh yeah. You love it. And then you're forced to look at something a little bit less or something with a little bit less HOA payment. Yeah. So HOAs, uh, monthly dues don't just affect the mortgage payment. It also affects your closing costs. This is something also that a lot of uh, new homeowners don't know necessarily. Yeah. Um, just on the last file that I closed, there's a thousand dollar upfront HOA payment dues. This is a five hundred dollar one time upfront, and then the first month's HOA payment, which was five hundred dollars, is a pretty steep yeah. HOA. And so, in addition to all their closing costs, they needed to come up with another thousand dollars on top of all their closing costs just for the HOA. And so, that's another thing that can it can add up quickly, especially. You know, when you when you are on a budget or you do have only an allotted amount for your closing costs, everything else has to kind of give a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I've never, I don't think I've ever actually ran into that in my career yet where they've had upfront HOA costs. I've ran into it quite a few times. Yeah, maybe I'm just lucky, but I've never actually had that happen. So, And I think that just goes to show too, there's, I mean, every HOA is different yeah. in what they require from you and all yeah. that good stuff. Um, lastly, too, beyond just your mortgage payment and additional closing costs, there are there's a document called an HOA questionnaire that underwriting requires. This is a questionnaire that um, is completed by the um, HOA itself and then sent back to underwriting. So let's think about this. If you have an HOA that is extremely efficient, that can be a document that gets sent and returned same day. Right, but I've had nightmare scenarios where you know that they just cannot, for some reason, complete the HOA questionnaire, or yeah. the representative that is um, supposed to do the questionnaire is out of the office or on vacation or won't be back, and no one else can complete it, um, and it can lead to delays in your closing, and especially you know when you do have certain contingency dates that you need to meet for your new home purchase, including close of escrow. You don't want anything that's going to be impeding that. Yeah. And, you know, one thing to also know, it's a little off topic, but I, I got to touch on it too, is, you know, HOAs have, often they have rules. And so one of the rules that, you know, is, is really prevalent is actually um, your HOA that you're looking into, or if you're looking to a home with an HOA, they might not even allow dogs or they have breed restrictions. That's another thing. That's another thing to keep out for. So if you have a big German Shepherd or a big Rottweiler, you know, you might want to make sure that your HOA allows it first. Um, and they serve as an, uh, as an intermediary between you and your other neighbors. So let's just say there is a complaint that your dog 
is barking too much for whatever reason. Maybe you just moved to the home, your dog's anxious. Yeah. I don't know, for whatever reason is barking. Um, another neighbor could file a complaint against you on behalf of the HOA for the noise level. Yeah. That's pretty popular. Yeah, and, and oftentimes homeowners will do that. You know, they'll see something that they don't like or hear something and they will report you to an HOA. So these are just things to keep in, you know, the back of your mind when you're looking into a home with an HOA that there is still rules. Yeah, and I've heard countless horror stories too of, it, it goes beyond the, the color that you can paint your house. It's, it's a matter of leaving your trash cans in front of your house oh, for too long, or, you know, like let's just say a, a, a shrub died in, in your front yard and you gotta replace that because you can't have a dead plant in your yard and there's certain restrictions on what type of tree you could replace yeah. that dead tree with. Yeah. And I think that's crazy. funny. It's funny you say the trash can one is one. I feel like every HOA oh my gosh. payer or homeowner has told me. You know, it's like a, I got dinged for my HOA, and like sometimes they'll find you. You know, too. So you really got to be careful. If they find out something that you're doing, they'll they'll send you a fine. So it's an HOA. scary, scary stuff. So HOAs are they good? Are they bad? That's subjective. It's entirely up to you. You got to take a look at what your HOA is providing you, what kind of amenities you have, how much are you paying for that? Is it worth that? You know, those are just all factors that you have to look into in, in your consideration when you're looking to purchase a new home. Yep, absolutely. All right, guys, so we're gonna wrap that up today. I hope that all of our listeners out there gained some kind of value out of today's episode, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. Thank you, have a good night. Beautiful.